he is barely in that game. He's like, I'm a boat. Come at me. <laughs> yeah, he, he spends as long turning into a big JRPG boat boss battle than he does in his regular form. <laughs> It has felt like one million years since we recorded this podcast, David. <laughs> I think especially for you, because you have a a need, a need to share your thoughts on video games. It's, when, it, it's the curse of having this podcast now is that whenever I'm playing the games, I'm thinking about them. I'm in, I'm in there chewing on those details, man. Oh, you're thinking? It's uh, which you out here do capital T thinking right now. (laughs) Maybe for most people, this is a normal thing that happens when they play video games, but I've got 15 to 20 years of not thinking about video games while I played them under my belt. (laughs) So like having this podcast is an opportunity for me to be like, what does it mean, man? I think you've taken that 15 years of not thinking about games (laughs) and condensed that into the last three years of really fucking thinking about games. I feel like you think more about games than most people I know. Well, I mean, like, I guess that's appropriate given that we host video game podtimism, the optimist video game variety show where two best friends talk about the wonderful world of gaming. My name is Chase. Thank you. My name is David. I'm always looking for that uh, off ramp into the the uh, the intro, and here we are. We found it. Uh, but yeah, but holy moly, we we didn't record for literally one single week, <laughs> and I have oh, holy fallen. holy moly, <laughs> Chase is dying over here, I've bursting fallen. at the seams with video game information and and takes. I, I I think partially the issue too is I'm playing like a a video game, David. It's like not just like oh I I picked up this tiny little indie that's like doing a couple things well. I'm I'm playing a video game, and I also have you're playing one whole video game. It's it's actually more than one. I will get there, and I also have an idea that I want to share with you and our listeners once we get there. Okay, hold on. This is too much for me. Chase yeah, is playing man. a whole video game plus some <laughs> other games, and he's got an idea. This is maybe the biggest podcast we've had since the first podcast yeah 2023 i'm really turning over a new leaf i got this thing called a fucking brain man i'm Chase using it now thinking and he has ideas mm-hmm. everybody watch the fuck out i'm dangerous he said after taking a sip of a hot toddy from his pug mug this one's actually a cat mug although i do own a pug mug oh okay i was off on that one i apologize anyway we should uh, we should talk about some of these video games we should also have a new mic and we we don't ever talk about the equipment we use, but like I got a new mic and I'm feeling really good about it. Chase is big balling over there with this mic. It I'm is feeling great. all black. It looks like Death's microphone in like a cool way. It's nice. It's a good one. I Johnny got Cash's microphone. Oh my god! Yeah, if I was if I started using like a rockabilly microphone for a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you could you'd be able to like hear the slicked back hair moving around in the recording. Ooh, ooh, I kind of like that vibe. Interesting. <laughs> I don't know if I do. Interesting vibe. But uh, yeah, I got a got a, a fresh prezi from my wife. Mm, my wife. Your wife. Bora. I think that's, that's not the first thing time you said that on the podcast. I think I've called her my wife before, but I don't know if I've done my wife Borat before. Parentheses Borat. In my wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> could you tell me about the video games you're playing, David? <laughs> that did that quick Borat impersonation just get you it's i think i feel bad because like not bad but i don't like that borat is kind of still funny to me like it mm. it was funny on launch and then for i think like 15 to 20 years wasn't funny to me 
Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I think within the last year, it's kind of come back around to being kind of funny. I don't get me wrong. I haven't watched Borat since 2005, but like same, but whenever somebody says my wife in sort of like a, a knowing tone that they know that it's stupid and goofy, I, it kind of gets me a little bit. Kind of gets you. It, yeah. it's, it's okay. Boomers still laugh at Animal House. Like, I know. I know. It's, it's just how it is when you're, when you're a formed human being those those laughs just stick with you yeah in a different way they do anyways video games <laughs> which ones have you been playing david <laughs> i've been playing quite a few games yeah. um because it's been it's been break man it's been break we've been out here had some time it's yeah. been rainy here in california so it's just more time to play some games which yeah. are also uh, a peak thing to do when it's rainy outside mm-hmm. is play some games and listen to the to the raindrops on the window it's very good time. yeah i beat outer wilds oh great perfect how how did the the sort of ending wrap up for it land for you i loved the ending i know it's I really the ending was great it's really good i feel like there are very few games and just like entertainment media that have such a intricate mysterious story and still end in a satisfying and conclusive way yeah and i feel like outer wilds nailed it yeah really great very trippy mind bending at the end kind of exactly what i wanted just like some weird stuff going on (laughs) weird space time continuum continuum things and then just like a big bombastic finish and then credits it was great yeah really really excellent game came off game pass and then i immediately bought the game plus the dlc because i needed to play that dlc yep so i'm up in that now nice echoes of the eye yeah fun mystery it's just it's just a great game and i think maybe for me this game i really like as well because it kind of reminds me of an escape room in a way that it's just like the environment is the puzzle and the and the story at the same time Mm -hmm. so it's just great to unravel things in a in a natural flow so yeah yeah, it's 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 a great game it's really good it it might move up that game of the game of the year list (laughs) that i just finished uh if i had finished it before I had released that list. Yeah. Just, yeah, just an excellent game. It's probably going to stick with me for quite some time. Just the quality of it, the ending, the the whole entire experience of unraveling and figuring things out was so quintessentially something that you can only get from a video game. Mm-hmm. Truly, it is it's a one of kind experience. It was great. I thought the message that they had sort of at the end of the game was like pretty shocking as far as like how effective it was. Super deep. Yeah. Out of nowhere. In something that like it, the game was building to that. I like, Mm -hmm. I just was like, I wonder what they're going to tie it together. Like what the sort of message is going to be. And I'm really glad that the one that they landed on was the one that they landed on. Like it's, it's really like beautiful and yeah, in in a existentially scary kind of way. But Mm-hmm. I, I think the whole game communicated that vibe. How I was thinking about saying it, but I, I don't. I don't think we should ruin it because it's like still kind of a joy. If anybody hasn't played this, it's worth seeing for yourself. Yeah. The theme of it really like lands at the end after you've been through everything. It's like yeah, I get it, and like that's really quite powerful. Exactly, um, and that's what I was saying with how it it just really nailed the ending, not just from a story perspective, but from a thematic emotional perspective yeah. as well it's kind of an emotional ending yeah no totally yeah no great excellent game really looking forward to whatever this studio makes next i don't even know if they have anything they're going to be making i Wasn't don't know it start off as like some some guy's uh school project isn't that what it was i think so i forget though i don't know offhand i don't have it in front of me but that sounds right anyways yeah excellent game yeah yeah it, it is if you love video games and the unique things that they can convey and give you it's at least worth a shot 
Yeah. True. It's definitely not going to be for everyone, but it's great. Mm-hmm. Cyberpunk yeah. 2077. How's that one treating you right now? I'm really enjoying it. I don't think I talked to you about where I am in this game since the last time we did this podcast, but... Yeah, it's been a while. I've gotten past like the initial five hours of the game that you were talking about. Yeah. And now I'm in more of the actual like thrust of the game. Mm-hmm. It's quite good. I really enjoy... Yeah this world it is not similar to the witcher it is not really the 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 point isn't necessarily the combat Mm -hmm. the point is the world and the story Mm -hmm. and and just the experience of being in night city which is moro bay strangely enough did you know this no night city is moro bay Oh, in California? <laughs> yes. Oh, I just assumed that it's it Central was like... Coast. I just thought it was like an amalgamation of a bunch of other cities. No, it has a physical place. Apparently in the in the cyberpunk... <laughs> I, I went down the rabbit hole of the cyberpunk wiki a little bit yeah. last night. Apparently there was a massacre by Hell's Angels in Morrow Bay one time and killed like pretty much all of the citizens there. Whoa. And then some guy whose last name was Knight bought up the... Bought up all of Morro Bay and it's like I'm gonna build some capitalist hellhole here yeah and that's what he did that's wild I am looking at a map of it and I can see see what you're talking about here it's if like you go to the wiki they actually say Morro Bay yeah it was it was Morro Bay and they renamed it that's so bizarre because yeah like right? it, I, I just assumed like that they were pulling some designs from like LA and like San Diego and like a little bit of SF but no it's, that's what I thought too yeah no, it's just Central Coast that's so funny <laughs> but really enjoying it it's a fun game yeah, it is just it's futuristic Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, not much, not much else to say about that. I, I think I'm having a different experience with it than most people because I did not play it when it first came out. Yeah, so I don't have that kind of bad taste in my mouth that a lot of people had. Mm-hmm. That's kind of why I waited this long to play sure. this because yeah. I could see like, oh, you know, I I, I like CD Projekt. I read The Witcher Three is a great game. So just give them time to figure it out. And this is probably when they should have just released it in the first place is this year <laughs> yeah With all of this done yeah i think so. and then it would have been much better received you know like what can you do i'm having a good time with it right now so yeah i'm looking forward to just kind of exploring this world and experiencing it. it's gonna be great for sure i i played i have also played more of it since like we talked about it i think on the pod last time mm-hmm. um i haven't beaten it i, th- I think i'm pretty close mm-hmm. but i got into like this loop where i'm like i should be higher level to beat the game because i'm trying to get the perfect ending which is a fool's oh, errand i hate that that's a big <laughs> pet peeve of mine i'm sorry i said i said the h word i i don't enjoy that in a video game when they yeah <laughs> i like even optimistically i think having a quote-unquote perfect ending sort of defeats the purpose of having multiple endings because at that point it's yeah, just a skill absolutely. check to see if you can get it or not whereas not like even a skill check just like a checklist did you tick all the boxes yeah, to get this ending a patience check like something like I, did, <laughs> did you check a walkthrough before you started the game yeah and like I, I, I looked up sort of what like the endings were because I had sort of a vague idea. I had watched that like action button reviews uh, review of Cyberpunk that was like 10 hours long. Thank you, Tim Rogers, for your hard work. <laughs> And I knew that there were like multiple endings. And so I kind of looked them up I'm like, oh, man, like the good one is a lot better than the other ones. Mm-hmm. And I, again, I, I sort of prefer the model like in Silent Hill 2 where like there's one that is happier, I guess. But like all of them kind of seem like valid endings to these games, you know? Yeah. And and especially if you're building up a game where like a lot of the draw is hanging out with these people that you like or that like end up being cool, you know? I like Pan Am. I want to keep hanging out with Pan Am. And I, I like all these, uh, I like River. I want to keep hanging out with River and all this sort of shit. Mm-hmm. And so like, I don't, I don't want the bad ending for them. Whereas like in Silent Hill 2, it's like everybody's kind of like f- shitty. 
to each other. <laughs> and so like, I don't want everybody to die, but like all of the bad endings kind of canonically make sense still. I'm like, well, yeah, yeah that's, that's fine. You, you kind of, I don't hate you, but you kind of deserve that kind of. Ending. Yeah. You earned that ending, you know? Yeah. You deserved that one. So anyway, I, I got kind of stuck in that zone of wanting to like be a higher level because there's a, a mission that you go on where, oh my God, to get one of the perfect endings, you have to do one of Johnny's missions uh, correctly and respond correctly. One of the perfect ending? To get one of the optional endings, I should say. Uh, the perfect okay. ending. You have to sit with Johnny during a specific mission and know to wait for two real minutes before responding to a dialogue choice and another one will pop up that is the perfect ending yeah <laughs> yeah just like there's no world where you would like get to that you know yeah and so but because of that that ending if you die during the mission you don't start over you have to like reload a save you essentially really die in that ending um, rather than like you go back to the most recent like checkpoint you got to. And so all of the guides were like, you should really be high level if you don't want to like lose an hour of progress by, you know, dying and then going way back. Anyway, point Poor being, decision. <laughs> I was doing a bunch of the side quests and kind of enjoying it, but then I got, you know, pulled in different directions. So haven't haven't returned back to Night City. But like, I agree with you. I think that like the game is like such a can of worms, but I think it is pretty easy to state like this world is interesting this place is cool and like it's tough to exist in and it is their like critique of capitalism is feels kind of surface level yeah. like this is bad but there's not much else to say about it other than like isn't yeah. this weird and icky but like also mm -hmm. like go have fun you know <laughs> and like yeah, but also abuse it and like I, I don't think there's anything wrong with a surface level take on something like that but when you have a world that is this interesting and like there's a lot of depth to it. There's a lot of stuff that has happened there and like a, a history and a lot of people mm -hmm. that feel pretty well-rounded. Like it's kind of a shame that they didn't hit on that a little bit harder, but still the, the, the world is very interesting. And I think that the CD project red thing where they do have really in-depth side characters and side quests is like very present still, which is I think the draw of a lot of these games. That's what I love about it really yeah. is the side characters, side quests, everything feels fleshed out. Nothing really feels like a side quest it all feels like just yeah. something that is naturally happening in the world, which I feel like a CD Projekt Red's strong point as a studio is that they just make everything feel very organic and real and intertwined. It doesn't feel like, oh, I'm going to go chase, you know, a fox to find something hidden off the yeah. path, right? It's it's all it's all part of the narrative. It's all part of the theme of everything, mm -hmm. which is great. I, I I really enjoy that. It feels very immersive in that way, and it's it's the world building. Right. And I'm a sucker for yeah. world building and they, they are great at intertwining world building with their side quests, which is awesome. Yeah, for sure. And the other big thing that I have been playing is Dark Souls Remastered. Oh, yeah. Got you farther would, in that. I was about to say you kind of started this one a little while ago, right? Yeah. I just beat the gaping dragon, which was a horrid creature. Oh, my God. Truly. Yeah. The one that like comes up from like the sewer. Yeah, I was like, is this a leech? It's like a weird leech yeah. dragon. It's gross. It was it's so really gross. gross. Mallory was watching that and I was like, look away. You don't need, you don't <laughs> it's need so to see bad. this. It's so bad. Yeah. You don't need to see this. And she saw it and she was horrified. But yeah, still great. Being cursed sucks. Oh my God, dude. Yeah. I hate being so cursed. Tough. I got cursed by one of those weird frog things. The frog with the giant things. Eyes, yeah. And I had to beat the gaping dragon with half health. Been His there, booty. sister. His booty. It's, yeah, it sucks. Like one of the, that and Blight Town, I think are the two things in Dark Souls 1 that I'm like, you can just take those out and I would be totally satisfied. Like you would lose yeah. nothing. Well, guess where I am now. Blight Town, mama. Blight Town. 
<laughs> I'm cursed in Blight Town. Oh my god. This is this is saying something, I think. Yeah. Um but I, I beat the gaping dragon and then I saved the game and then I went to Blight Town because that's the next area you get you get to after yeah. the gaping dragon. And I get promptly knocked off of one of the beams <laughs> by some big old dude with a like a stick. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, I'm not gonna be able to do this right now. I need to take a break. <laughs> stopping we'll continue this at another time <laughs> yeah i can't i can't go from the gaping dragon and half health to doing blight town now <laughs> i there's a way to cure the curse i'm sure you've looked it up already but like you need a stone or you need yeah. to go to like the the special ghost town or whatever it is yes um, and i think if i'm not mistaken i think you could get there right now you would just have to run by a lot of people there's like a witch on a roof that gives witch it to you on a roof oh Witch on a roof? There's like, yeah, somewhere or deep the, in the... the dirty lady in the sewers? No, I'm pretty sure she's on a roof. It's like this like mm. ghost town that you walk into. It's like kind of accessible from that first area, but... I, I, I've been there and then they yeah. started killing me and I ran away because I didn't know how to beat them. But I yeah. was reading that you can hurt them when you're cursed, the ghosts. It's possible. Maybe maybe that's <laughs> my next stop and not yeah. Blighttown. Yeah, I mean like it, it, it will be easier to get through Blighttown with full health, but not easy because you will still definitely like have dudes poking you off a lot of the time. It's still going to suck. Yeah. Playing that. It's mm-hmm. fun. How far do you think I am in the game now? It's hard to tell, honestly, with a lot of the FromSoft games. Like, I'd say, like, distance-wise, you're probably a third to maybe a halfway through the game. Okay. But I, it's hard to tell, again, because I think once you get past, and I'll, honestly, you're kind of past it. Gaping Dragon and the Gargoyles, for me, were two spots where I was, like, challenged by the game. And uh-huh. then after that, everything kind of seemed easier, except for Blight Town. But once you get through that, it's like, not I wouldn't call it a breeze, but you have the skills to beat the game now. You, like... Like understand it enough to beat these bosses in a way that like you will kind of just fly through the rest of them of like yeah okay here's the enemy i just need to figure out their patterns and do xyz and it'll be fine but yeah blight town blight town's a, a challenging place we're going it's it's rock bottom from spongebob <laughs> just like a terrible place i was about from... to say you're talking about spongebob there exactly yeah <laughs> blight town i was wondering if you were gonna remember the 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 deal with oh, rock bottom everybody remembers rock bottom okay <laughs> it was kind of everybody a scary remembers. episode of spongebob it, it was somewhat disturbing it was really quiet there's not a lot going on down there they really cut back on like the the background noise yeah there's then there's there's no happy-go-lucky background music no it's gone <laughs> it feels like the sunken place a little bit a little bit yeah i'm with you anyway so yeah i i feel like you're probably like i don't know third to halfway through good to know and that's it what have you been playing chase albie i'm letting you in i'm letting the vampire in thank you i'm here to tell you about video games <laughs> so here's my idea and also the games that i'm playing a lot of right now okay i'm gonna tell you the games first and then i'm gonna tell you the idea okay i'm, I'm super ready i am playing and i have beaten kingdom hearts mm-hmm. one Ooh. Kingdom Hearts Rechain of Memories. Oh. And I'm about halfway through Kingdom Hearts 2 right now. Damn, dog. (laughs) They're shorter than I remember, to be clear. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts 1, I think I beat in like 19 hours or something like that. It wasn't very long. That is not a short amount of time, though. It's not a little amount of time. No, I did have all of last week off, though. So, like, all I was doing was Kingdom Hearts for a couple of days. Fair. So I've been playing all those games. And, like, I have mostly just been trying to answer the question, why do these games work? Because, like, when I Mm. look at them and I think about them, I'm like, it shouldn't work. Like, (laughs) I am constantly confused by the plot. 
<laughs> uh, like I, if, if if you ask me, like, what are the themes oh, of this story? What is it trying to tell you? I bet I could come up with something after having played a lot of these. But like, Friendship. I don't know, man. Friendship. Yeah. Like, what else? I, I think it. when I when I zoom in harder, it just I, I get lost in the forest from the trees. Mm. And so I was going to suggest rather than me just talking about all of these games on the pod forever, uh, uh-huh. we do like a little little mini series or something okay in in a similar vein to the metal gear solid stuff that we've been doing Uh uh-huh okay of kingdom hearts yeah because i feel like if there are influences on our pod metal gear solid is one and i think kingdom hearts is two as far as like things that come up a lot uh yeah kingdom hearts is definitely like the the core of our vibes yeah as gamers in a lot of ways (laughs) it is it is the kingdom hearts of our vibes it's bizarre man so if you're open to it. I'm totally open to it. Cool. Maybe we could do that. So coming soon. Dueling, dueling series. We still have to do Metal Gear Solid 3. We do. And like partially the reason why I suggest doing this even in the first place is like, I know that Konami's like, hey, we're going to put them out someday. And it seems like uh, about Metal Gear Solid. And it seems like they're going to do that. But they I also haven't heard anything about it. So I mm-hmm. hope that like maybe in E3 or something, they're like, hey, we have these back on the internet again to play for people. But... I'm not holding my breath. Whereas the uh, the version of Kingdom Hearts that I'm currently playing, Kingdom Hearts HD 1 plus 2, no, 1.5 plus 2.5 remix is the is the game, the version of Kingdom Hearts that I'm playing. What does that even mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's What's a, 1.5 plus 2? Is it like remake of 1.5 and, and remake of 2.5? So it's a bad name for a good collection of games. It is the... So it's got Kingdom Hearts 1, Final Mix. Uh-huh. It's got a Rechain of Memories, which is a remake of Chain of Memories that for a while was only out in Japan. Uh, but they that was put on the Game Boy Advance, right? The, the Chain of Memories game was on Game Boy Advance, but the remake that yeah. was available in Japan was... But they, they ported it over here. What did that get released on? There was a remake of Chain of Memories? Yeah, it came out on PlayStation 2. It was actually like not that long after Kingdom Hearts 2. I think they like put them out sort of like near each other. Was it a card battler? A little bit. I I, I can explain it once I like talk about it in a second here, okay, but like sorry, it's, it's, it's bizarre. And yeah, no worries. They also have the remastered cinematics of Kingdom Hearts 358 over two days. Um, So you can just watch <laughs> the cutscenes of that game. Was that one on the 3DS? What was that on? That was on just the regular DS, actually. DS. That's probably the most confusing name out of all of them yeah it uh, uh, and it, this is the most unfortunate thing that i'm learning about kingdom hearts when i'm playing through uh, it this most recent time uh-huh unfortunately a lot of it makes sense which sucks oh it's making more <laughs> sense when you play it in order the, so this collection also has kingdom hearts 2 final mix uh it's got kingdom hearts birth by sleep final mix and then uh kingdom hearts recoded which i don't know what that is actually which has the cinematics not the actual game just that the was released only only on phones wasn't it ds actually ds yeah oh, birth by sleep though mm. i know yeah so yeah a, a lot of this is just i'm i'm trying to square the circle of like what these games are mm-hmm. and for the most part i'm trying to take them as individually as possible at the moment like rather than just trying to understand like or to be an expert on kingdomheartswiki.com you know I'm trying to like just look at each fucking game and understand I'm the top what it's editor doing. On the Kingdom Hearts wiki. <laughs> so, so anyway, point being, 
I've played through one. I'll I'll save like all the really like sort of longer thoughts for if we do a a single pod on these games, but Mm. it's, uh, it's, it's still really good. I think the final mix of the version like really elevates it. Okay. Uh, So what, what these, these are like all final mixes. What does that mean? Is it like, like better graphics? Is it more story? What, what is it? Yeah. Like it's upresed. It's, uh, on, on the version that I'm playing, at least it's running in 60 frames a second, which like makes, makes these games look so good and like mm-hmm. not at all like a PlayStation 2 game like they look really clear and concise and like they are making intentional design choices rather than like this looks like a PS2 game. Mm-hmm. It's doing the same thing that Mega Man Legends does that I like where it's like kind of simplistic 3D models but they have like textures of people's faces and so they look very expressive because it's not just like trying to model a polygon of someone's head, you know, it's sure they, they've got a texture of Sora's face and shit like that. So, so yeah, when, when they're saying final mix, it's usually just like uh, an, an upraised version. There's like a couple of mechanical changes here and there, but like truly nothing that when I'm playing through it, I'm like, wow, that's really different. Like it just looks like the same game to me. I'm sure they're sure. in there, but nothing that stands out dramatically. It's, it's, it's interesting playing through the first one. Uh, this is the one that I have played through. I think the most as far as yeah. like replaying the games, I think you and I played through one and some of two, like probably 10 years ago at this point. Something like that. Yeah. We decided let's replay them. Yeah. It was a good time. It was a good time. And I, I think in thinking about this series, like it really does. F- I, I forget that like Kingdom Hearts 2 is when all the shit really popped off with like how wild the story got. That's when it got organization 13 and everything. Yes. Sort of. 358 over two is like goes pretty hard on the organization 13 stuff, uh-huh. which uh, unfortunately fortunately makes it all make a little bit more sense but what do you think unfortunately isn't it good that it makes more sense it is i think just like i like the idea that kingdom hearts is uninterpretable and hard to understand but like if you look Mm. at it like it is it is there it's just the naming convention is awful and like the fact that they're using similar 3d models for two totally different characters is like so bizarre and strange so are you upset that it's more comprehensible than metal gear solid is that what you're saying I still think Metal Gear Solid is more comprehensible than this game, man. <laughs> it like I am I am playing these games back to back to back. And so like there is no context lost of like it's been a couple of years since I played them. I'm playing them right after one another. And so sure. nothing is really going over my head at this point, which is surprising, but also not because like when I was playing these games, I was, you know, what? 12 or something so mm-hmm. it's not like i was really trying to get the plot or whatever and like to, to that point i think the first one doesn't really have a lot of that mm-hmm. and i think honestly better for it i think that game just run like it is a a steam engine running on vibes like there's just <laughs> barely a story in there man like you yeah y- you like start on your island with riku and Kyrie, and like you know the like calamity happens where everybody gets kicked out of there and like the world gets taken over by the heartless and then you immediately find goofy and and donald and then like the rest of the game is trying to find riku and Kyrie, and that's like it like there's not a lot in there because uh, every one of those levels where you go to like the disney places all of them are just episodic right like you don't need to know anything about the larger plot to Mm -hmm. be like why is this tarzan land had why is anything happening it's kind of just a retelling of the story and so like you don't really get a lot of the actual like what's happening until you get to kind of uh the uh hollow bastion hollow bastion is the big one but then you get a little bit of it in what what the fuck is the dude's name not robin hood uh, not Captain Hook's other dude, Peter Pan. <laughs> sure. 
Yeah. Uh, you get a little bit in Peter Pan with like Riku coming out and being like, hey, I'm like maybe a bad guy now. Mm. But yeah, until you get to Hollow Bastion, like there's not a lot in there, which is, I, I think, fine. Like I, I, I've been trying to figure out why that works. And I think a lot of it's just like the game wants you to feel like you have been on an adventure and mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter like how it gets there. And I think a lot of JRPGs do this where like they just want this to feel like a big grand adventure. And so like they can be these little episodic chunks of like, well, today we're just going to go to Agrabah and hang out with Aladdin. And like, that's it. You know, like mm-hmm. you kind of get a little bit of like, yeah, Maleficent is talking to Jafar. But like other than that, it's just Aladdin. It's just the plot of Aladdin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's fine because you're doing it with your friends. And like, I think so much of the game is just relying on this sensation of like, I am fighting with my friends to do something that is good. And that's like, that's a lot of the game. That's a lot of what it's doing. <laughs> You said it's running on a steam engine of vibes. <laughs> yeah. And like, I, I think that works. I, I, I'd be interested to like dig a little bit deeper with you if we ever do talk about it like in depth, but I'd like my, my shocking or my big takeaway from playing the first one is like, there is so little of everything else in here. Ansem shows up at like the, the 99 yard line, man, like barely in that game. He's like, I'm a boat come at me (laughs) yeah he spends as long turning into a big jrpg boat boss battle than he does in his regular form (laughs) that's fair he probably is a boat longer in that game for most people than actually himself i unfortunately i so i tried to do a couple things one i did the thing that i never do which is i picked magic as my like main attribute in this game it's a bold move it i i there's a reason i always choose strength in kingdom hearts Mm -hmm. for anybody who hasn't played it essentially you can you can use like final fantasy ass magic of like you know fire thunder or or blizzard and there are times in this game where that is very effective like especially the big like round heartless that you can't hit from the front Mm -hmm. they're very susceptible to magic and so like in moments like that it's great but you just have to manage your mana so closely i just i just want to hit the dudes in in kingdom hearts and so (laughs) i I did be hit dudes be hit yeah yeah so anyway i i did that and then i also was like i'll start on normal but i'll probably boot that difficulty down no 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 you cannot change the difficulty once you've started (laughs) so uh just Mm -hmm. played through it with as a magic user and like it was fine but when i started the other ones i'm like no we're we're going easy on this i kind of just want to like kick ass Yeah, yeah and and having played it on the other regular difficulties and knowing how hard it is really makes easy feel really good on kingdom hearts because like you're just blowing heartless away like it's nothing yeah you are just the the slayer of worlds at that point yeah yeah so it's it's good anyway so i i jumped right into rechain of memories which i was pretty excited to see through mm-hmm. because like i'd played this on the gba back when it came out uh and you know per usual the plot was way over my head at the time it's like pretty straightforward if you're just kind of like retaining one beat to another um Mm -hmm. what's happening and it's like the story in this one i I will say is like kind of sad and tragic in a way that i wasn't expecting it to be like Hmm. in in the first one it's like it's sad in the sense of like you know sora falling through this like black sky and he's passed out and he's like (laughs) is any of this really real Will I ever see my friends again? Like it's sad on that level. Versus it's like sad the, in the way that like graduating from middle school is sad. Oh my god, it's perfect, David. That's perfect. Am like, I ever gonna see my friends again? <laughs> it's so like genuinely that there's a perfect comparison. Kingdom Hearts 2 starts in this way too, where like it is, you know, five days until summer break is over. Like, ooh, that is the perfect fucking moment to put this game in, dude. Like just that like bittersweet 
malaise mm-hmm. that comes over you whenever you're coming mm-hmm. towards the end of break. God. And like these like connections. Salt ice like, cream, salty <sighs> and sweet. So good. Simple and clean. Simple and clean. Salty and sweet should have been the follow up. But uh, yeah, it's it, it's sad on that level. Whereas like Rechain of Memories is dealing with like how your own memory makes you and like how that influences your identity mm. in a way that like is very sad in, in a certain mm. way. And like I, I think just because like I I my family has a history of dementia like is very like familiar in a way that I was like, this feels on purpose. Like it doesn't feel like this is just out of nowhere. And so it's like, it, it was pretty moving in a certain way. I, I mostly enjoyed it. The The mechanics of it are like initially pretty interesting. It's still a card battler, but it, it's essentially just taken the combat of Kingdom Hearts 1 and layered a, com- a card battler on top of it. So mm-hmm. whenever you want to attack, you have to use a card. Sure. And so it's it, like, it literally feels like you're hitting people with Sora, but it's just like you're kind of using cards underneath the hood which at times works really well because you're able to like kind of strategize what you're going to do to a higher degree Mm -hmm. but god the game gets really hard towards the end of it especially if you're not open to like kind of grinding a little bit and like grinding for cards yeah it it was really challenging and not to mention like it is almost a retelling of kingdom hearts one like it just runs through the same beats and i'm like i just played this like yesterday <laughs> and so i'm like i don't know if i need to go back through neverland again man like i don't think i need mm-hmm. to do that um and so like i was kind of just like charging through the game without really like you know steeping in it for too long and then sure. just like whenever they would get to a part with somebody from organization 13 my ears would pop up and I'd, you know watch watch the cutscene very closely but anyway uh yeah again another one that i'd love to talk about at length well, if you if you end up playing it, I mean, I will definitely play these games again. The, I mean, it's I have good. No qualms with that. It's it, it is a in stark contrast to uh, the Metal Gear experience we've had, where we've really had to work to play those games. They're all in one package, and like this isn't every mm. single Kingdom Hearts game. Nice. But like, yeah, you just go and choose the other one from a menu, and then you're playing. Sony, it. please, I know. Work with Konami on this. Let's get these games out there to the people. They need yeah. to be there. They're good games still. They. Uh, that's the thing. Is like it's not just some weird otherworldly series it's like metal gear dog like that's a really big series for these guys they were all there they were both so good still yeah to this day yeah anyway so i i got through that one and then uh just jump straight into kingdom hearts 2 i think i'm gonna watch the cinematics of 358 (laughs) at another point I read the wiki to just kind of like understand what happened, but um, I wanted, I I was really dying to get back into Kingdom Hearts 2. God, this game is so good. I'm enjoying this one so much. Kingdom Hearts 2? Yeah, a lot. Like, I think a lot of it's just landing on me kind of differently than it did at the time. I think Kingdom Hearts 1 at the time was this like very kind of like emotional experience for me to play. And it was, again, I think I was just like totally open to the vibe of that game. Mm-hmm. And in hindsight, playing it as like a 30 year old guy, it's, it, I'm very distanced from it. Like I see Sora as like this kind of like sad young guy who doesn't know what he's doing with his life. Mm-hmm. And like, it's, it's more this of boy a, needs direction. I, like, I'm just like, come on, dude. Like, it's not that I like think he's a bad dude or anything. It's just like it it seems sadder to me and I see it with a lot f- like farther of perspective than I did at the time, which was like much closer. It felt much more urgent. Whereas like God, Kingdom Hearts 2 just like boils that down to such a level that like I am there. 
in that game. Uh, I, I, I'm inter- I, I will end up playing Kingdom Hearts 3 at the end of all of this, but like... I'm excited. You haven't played that one yet, have you? <laughs> I have not. I played like an hour of it and got out of there. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. Just keep going. Just keep going. <laughs> and like something that I'm, I'm realizing is that both 1 and 2 just like nail their intro with like what mm. they're trying to do and like how to hook you in there mm. with like the 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 first one being this like such good moment of tone for the game of like we're gonna play you the the best fucking beach music you have ever heard and we're gonna mm. put you in this world That's where true. you're with your best friends and you're yep. just gonna like hang out for a little while and then we're gonna take that away from you and so like the rest of the game is just sort of this like i gotta find my friends man like i gotta go trying back to get to... that feeling back yeah i'm like chasing that sensation of being home and being like in this like happy-go-lucky place <laughs> the second one does this as well where you play through as roxas who in in the game at Fuck that very roxas, moment dude. you don't have a lot of context for who he is unless you've watched the cutscenes of 358 days or 350 <laughs> over two days <laughs> But it, it it explains almost nothing and is just like, hey, here's Roxas. He's having some weird dreams that seem like he maybe knows who Sora is. And but it's the five days before summer break. Go hang out with your friends. And like mm-hmm. that conceit and the the way that they put it forth is just like incredible. I was like just soaking in the vibes of the intro. <laughs> Whereas I think like the first time and even the last time that I played it, I was just so in a hurry to get back to the Sora part of the video game Yep, that I like didn't allow myself to enjoy this part of the game. And it's so good. It's it is so good. good. It's very pastel in a uh, way. It, yeah. It's so, it, like really nice. And is it Twilight Town? Is that the, the yep. name of the place? Mm-hmm. Such a good location. It's like, again, it, it's got this just the whole town is melancholic in this yep. beautiful kind of way of like, it's so nice here and so cool. And we're going to have to say goodbye to it really soon. Twilight, Twilight, right? It's the, it's been it, a beautiful exactly. day and now it's ending. Exactly. Yeah. It's and how so, it always is here. <laughs> <laughs> and so like, I, I loved that part of it. It, it eventually of course goes on to do the kingdom hearts thing where you're like, okay, now you're Sora again and you're going to a bunch of different Disney places. And like, that's all really good. I, I think that it, that part of it is similar to the first one in a way that's like, yeah, it's, it's still fun. I like going to, you know, Mulan zone and hanging out with all her people. Mulan zone. <laughs> and so like, it's, it's very good in that way. I will say like almost immediately the combat in this one is like exponentially better than the other games so oh, far. Oh, it's so good. Holy shit. Like in, in the first one, you're kind of just doing the same thing through yeah. most of the game. Like it really doesn't change that much. But like, mm-hmm. God, when when you're like fighting, the, the first instance of it is like the boss battles are immediately a lot better with like the kind of uh limit triggers or whatever where like you hit triangle mm-hmm, and something mm-hmm, different mm-hmm. happens but the the first time that you're fighting like axel as roxas and it's like this huge column of flame that you're like running around the side of yeah. as roxas like it's so good the movement the movement got really good in that game yeah they they really like it, it starts to layer on top of itself that that starts to feel really significant where in the beginning you're kind of just doing the same attacks that you did but once you start doing the uh, unlocking new newer combos and longer combos like you're almost never standing on the ground anymore you're just mm-hmm. like knocking dudes up into the air like spinning around them and doing a bunch of damage and shit like that and so like the the combat ends up feeling like really really good in a way mm-hmm. it's like i'm still not bored of it i've played it a lot and i'm still like oh, this is really good not not to mention that you earn newer moves by leveling up the limits. Like when you change yep. 
you change your clothes and it turns into like a different form if you merge with Goofy or Sor or uh, or uh, Donald. It's very uh, what is that show? Zoids. Oh my God! Yeah, the Zoids deep. God damn, David, bringing it out. <laughs> it's similar in that, like, yeah, whenever you merge with someone, it like changes your form a little bit, and then if you use that form enough, you can like get longer combos or jump higher or shit like that. Mm-hmm. It just it it feels really, really good. And like I said, it's the organization 13 stuff is absolutely bananas. And like I think when I was playing it at the time, there were just a few too many names that started or contained an X that I just <laughs> could not really keep track of. We have you add an X and then you move all the other letters around and that makes the organization <laughs> 13 name. And yeah That's until how it you, works. until you have a new name. But yeah. I think like having the idea that when somebody is corrupted and they turn into a heartless that also a nobody is created, that sounds like nonsense and it is. But if you can just hold those two things to be true, everything else kind of makes a little bit more sense. Because a heartless is their body that no longer has a heart, but their nobody is their heart that no longer has a body, right? I think their heartless is just like this kind of corrupted creature because like the whole conceit of the nobodies is that they don't have hearts, but they're still like a body, right? Mm. Axel's whole thing is that he thinks he can still feel despite the fact he like doesn't have a heart. Wow. It's, it's a lot. <laughs> and so like, even lot. still, whenever I zoom in on any detail, it unfocuses and I don't understand <laughs> what's happening. It's like in science class in uh, middle school, when you try to, z- to learn how to do the microscope and you just yeah. keep on getting a blurrier picture. <laughs> It's like, it's not getting better the, the harder I look at it. Mm-hmm. And so like, just like, okay, Zemnos is Xehanort's nobody. Perfect. Great. I don't need to know anything else about that. And it makes a lot more sense. But Xehanort also has an X in his name. What is, what is his original name? I, I think it's Terra Xehanort that like the, the version of old, old Xehanort in Birth uh-huh. by Sleep, the like old crotchety guy. Yeah. I think he merged with Terra at the end of Birth by Sleep. Yeah. And then I think that's the guy who shows up as Xehanort a little bit longer down the road and then eventually, like, you know, turns into a Heartless and then his nobody is Xemnas, the, the leader of Organization 13. <sighs> It's on again. It's it's kind of nice the way that the game delivers it to you because it's you get like these plot beats every couple hours. Like they're really not hitting you over the head with it, and so I kind of drip. Yeah, I have like a whole Pirates of the Caribbean level to think about who Mm. Zemnus is. Pirates of the Caribbean level in Kingdom Hearts Three is pretty good. It's not bad in this one. It's hilarious to me that they just use the song from pirates of the caribbean in every single fight yeah (laughs) it's like in the movies it's supposed to be the like climactic moment whenever that happens and like one heartless shows up and they're like fucking roll it dude get that shit going (laughs) it's so bizarre that's very true that's very true. Anyway, I'm like, I, I'm still really enjoying two. I think th- I, th- out of the three of these that I've played, this one is still like really landing on me the right way. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it's also, I, I think when I'm thinking about Kingdom Hearts, this is a game that I'm thinking about, like in all of its confusion and all. You're thinking about number two. Yeah. Again, because like just the first one was a surprise to me because it was so simple. It was 
barely and touched clean. on uh, and clean. It was also clean. <laughs> and so it's interesting. Like I said, I'll, I would love to talk about this. And is dream drop distance in this pack? No, it is not. That's an important one, actually. That's is the it? immediate. That's the immediate lead up to Kingdom Hearts three. I mean, I'll play this. It's on three DS. I'm still got a three DS. Also, I'm really interested to see your reaction to Kingdom Hearts three after having played Kingdom Hearts two so recently. Yeah, I, I feel like it will bring me through a little bit more. Like, I, I think I was just so far removed from Kingdom Hearts when I started playing three that like I my heart was not in it. My you heart. were heartless. I was a heartless, heartless at that very moment. Wow. Wow, it all comes full circle. So it looks like Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8 final chapter prologue has Dream Drop Drop Distance HD. <laughs> that's that's a real name, isn't it? Yeah. So they so satirize we, themselves, honestly. I know it's so silly. So we can play that, and it also has Kingdom Hearts 0.2 Birth by Sleep, a fragmentary passage, which is the name of a game. What does that mean? Is it just like, is it just the birth by sleep cinematics? Is that what it is? No, it is. I think it's just, you just play as Aqua. It takes place after Dream Drop Distance, which takes place after Recoded. Um, So just prior to three, when King Mickey reveals that he has secrets to confess relating to Aqua and her time in the realm of darkness. So this is, this is an actual game. It's a real game. Yeah. I didn't even know about this one. Damn. (laughs) All the other ones I'd heard about, not this one. Wow. Zero, zero point two. I need them to make better names, David. The names are all so bad. They're what so made bad. these names need to be shot into space? Just, <laughs> just shot right into space. I'm sorry, that's mean. But man, these names, are they doing it just to be like purposely obtuse? Is that like their marketing scheme for this? I think Nomura, the like main dude behind a lot of these games, is kind of obtuse in the things that he mm. makes like i'm reading the wiki of a fragmentary passage and it says nomura felt he needed to create this story but did not want to slow down kingdom hearts 3 with many backstories consequently he separated it from that game and included it in this collection developers designed the game to take several hours to play or approximately one game world in kingdom hearts title anyway so it sounds like it's not very long which is wow. nice Sure. Uh, and then, of course, it's a this this collection also includes Kingdom Hearts X back cover, which is an hour long cinematic set during the uh, events of the game Kingdom Hearts X. What is that game? I've never heard of it. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts X. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts. And it's all it's all set in the world of Triple X with Xander Cage. Forest Hill Bridge near where you got married, Chase. Oh, my God. It's there. It's there. Um, This one is the phone game. Kingdom Hearts mm. X. So it is, uh, this is the fucked up thing is that it's possible to play most of these games in like just one or two games. Sure. So maybe let's talk about it, David. What a tangled web we weave, Chase. I, I know. Yeah. Anyway, I've also, I've also been playing this game called The Planet Crafter in, in a total, tonal shift. Is it like you just make a planet? Uh, no, it's like a, this combination kind of of like Subnautica and like kind of an, an idle game. Essentially you land on, I assumed it's Mars, but I actually don't know if it is Mars. It's just a, a planet mm-hmm. that has red dust on it. Mars-esque. Yeah. And, and your the purpose of this game is you're essentially trying to terraform a planet and you do that through a number of ways. It's like you build things to heat up the planet. You build things to make more oxygen or pressure to make like an atmosphere or uh, I think that's it actually. I think those are the things you're trying to like increase. That's kind of nice. Climate change is the good guy in this one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're you're building things for good. Anyway, I, I'd like seen this on Steam and they were just like, hey, uh, because you played Subnautica and a little bit of Satisfactory, like you might like this game. 
and I will say like it's not it's not not those games. I think it is the closest to satisfactory or sorry to Subnautica in the way that like you're kind of just like looking around for stuff to build and like getting new like recipes and shit like that through that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really get to the highs of satisfactory for me. Sure. Because like you kind of the the resources that you need are kind of all just like littered around the ground. And so like there isn't a lot of like, okay, I need to go find a way to like extract iron from the ground and process it. It's like it's just it's over there. You just go grab it. And sure. like that's most of the stuff that you need is there. Um <laughs> too simple for me. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> I feel like there's like one layer of complexity that I need more of in this. Mm. And like, I feel like you usually find that in other kind of survival games, like, uh, I don't know, like Valheim or something like that. And I was trying to play this game called the forest the other day, which was sort of the opposite problem where it like felt a little bit too complicated for me. Mm-hmm. Um, somehow some or a uh, satisfactory skirts around that. I don't know how, but anyway, the, the, it feels very simple initially. And I was like, I don't know if I really love that approach, but um, it eventually takes this turn to an idle game where like you're, you've built all this stuff. And you're kind of just like waiting for it to like tick up enough to be like, okay, I have enough heat that I've unlocked a new recipe to build better like pressure miners or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so it starts to kind of like layer onto itself of like progress in one part of the game means progress in another, um, which is it's it's like fun, right? Like you get better mm-hmm. O2 mm-hmm. tanks, so you don't have to come back inside quite as frequently. Two tanks. <laughs> That's a two chain, a two chains joke, right? <laughs> it is. Oh my you god. Got it. Two tanks is really good and uh, better like you can move faster or can jump higher or whatever stuff like that. Right. And there's, you know, of course, a bunch of like old ships that you get to go try and search through to see if there's any like salvageable stuff. Sure. Which is all very good. I, I think I'm enjoying it for the moment, but like pretty much the the very second that this game, this year's like barrage of video games starts falling down on me, um, I will probably start There's playing. some games coming out this year. Dude, it's wild. I like recently was just like, I wonder what's going on this year in games. Cause I know like the major stuff, right? Like, I know Fire Emblem mm-hmm. is coming out this month which i'm pretty excited about but and you know like oh starfield is eventually coming out this year but like Mm -hmm. there are so many fucking video games coming out this year a lot of stuff it's it's like how last year for me was the the wedding year all the pent-up wedding demand from the pandemic just hit in one year i feel like this is all the game devs just like well we had a couple years off so now they're all coming out in 2023 so here (laughs) you go resident Evil 4 that's coming out kind of soon yeah in spring i'm pretty sure i want to say march for some reason that makes sense uh yeah 24th of march there's the, there's just a lot of stuff coming out. So I think like when whenever that stuff starts dropping, I will probably not be playing this as much. It's just sort of a nice like I'm going to pop on and play for 20 minutes or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's enjoyable. Nice. This will bring me to my podtimistic thing of the week, David. Yes, which is? It is the kind of days where you play video games in the morning, afternoon and at night, David. Ooh. A, 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 br- a break day, I will say. Okay. All right. I had a lot more of these when I was younger, obviously just had more free time in general, but like every now and then the, the, the stars align and it's like, I've got this whole week off and like, it's okay if I don't spend every minute of it doing something like good, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. I can just like fuck around for a couple of days. And like, sometimes that means playing probably 10 hours of kingdom hearts in a single day, David. Damn dog. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of kingdom hearts. It was a lot of kingdom hearts. (laughs) 
Yeah, real real throwback energy to it. Like it, it again. It just I, I have so many other not so many, but like I have other stuff that I like try to do during the day. You know, like mm-hmm. okay, it's morning. I should probably like you know make an okay breakfast for myself and like clean up the house a little bit or uh, take snacks for a walk or go to the gym or something like that. But like, hey, gym's closed. Mm. Snacks is exhausted because we already walked her a lot yesterday. I got just the most normal amount of food that I can eat. I don't really have to like prep it that hard. The house mm-hmm. is already spotless because we cleaned it. I, I got to get back to Hollow Bastion and see what's going on with Beast, man. Like, I got to get in there. What's going on with my boy Beast? <laughs> and so it was, it was it was very enjoyable, again, in a way that, like, whenever we had, like, summer break, there was a lot of these kinds uh, of yeah. days. That was every day. Um, it was nice. And, like, again, I don't... I, there is a certain, like, dissatisfaction that comes from enough of those days in a row. Sure. Like, I, I, I think that, like, I like to go to the gym because it does feel good to do that frequently. Mm-hmm. Or you know i like spending time with snacks and m because like it it feeds me emotionally but like just like a 10 hour gaming session isn't all that bad every now and then Not bad at all it's good, good for it was the very soul. fun yeah good for the soul everything in moderation david do you have something fueling your sense of optimism this week yeah mine's similar it's a good rainy day gaming session don't get those often out in california way true yeah that's most uh, of the is- gaming days up here most i was was about to say very different vibes uh it is once in a blue moon when i can actually when it is raining hard enough to where i can actually hear it on the window and it's lasting long enough to make it feel like oh this is a rainy day uh and it's pretty much all it is this week it is raining hard in santa Mm. barbara and i'm like this is gaming weather yeah why would i go outside i'm just gonna stay in be cozy play some games baby play some games baby go go into blight town God, I have some pretty fucked up places to go and visit in games right now. I need something, something, yeah, a, little, a, little, something a little happier. <laughs> go back to uh, Bowser's Fury. Yeah, get back into Bowser's Fury and just, oh, that, phew, the music in that's so good. Oh, <laughs> and I've heard that this uh, Echoes of the Eye DLC for Outer Wilds is spooky. I heard it's scary. Yeah, I heard they there's yeah, like a, some, they, some scarier moments. They, they have a setting for reduced frights for this one. <laughs> if it's too scary for you, there's some weird, like, I don't know, zombie stuff going on. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. We'll see what's All going right. on. I'll, I'll keep that. you posted. But yeah, a rainy day gaming session. Immaculate vibes. I'm, I'm with you. I, 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 this is still kind of true. And I, I, but I enjoyed it a lot more when I was a little bit younger. Like, I loved playing games where the, the weather is very different than what was mm. outside. Yeah. Like, love playing like very sunny like the beginning of kingdom hearts perfect winter game so sunny so bright and nice where in contrast whenever it's summer i liked playing games that were like dark and gloomy it's very strange sure. i don't know i don't know why that is but uh it was nice good change. i get it i always love a good like storm in a game yeah like in force of five the hurricanes mm. that would come every once in a while or um black flag assassin's creed true yeah. The big old storms on the ocean that you would have to like battle through while you're fighting other ships. Oh, so good. Good stuff. God, dude, in winter playing through Persona 5, when the fucking I was about to say, win- you're going to mention, you're going to mention Persona 5 and its open <sighs> window and fan. It just looked, it looks so hot <laughs> in that room. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, it's good stuff. Hey, do you want to move good on stuff. to our main thing, David? Yeah, let's do it. Welcome to Good Games, 2023 edition. <laughs> Do we need to make that a stinger? Yeah, I can I can work with that. That was pretty clean. I can make something with it. 
2023 a If it's your first episode, we do this segment quite a bit. It is a segment where we talk about the OKS games of yesteryear and gush all the things that we love about them. It's a nice mm-hmm. little, it's a celebration of, of older kind of OK games. Uh, mm-hmm. or, or recent OK games. We've done some recent ones. And uh, I wanted to, wanted to start the year off on an interesting foot. So we played this game called The Mark of Cree, mm-hmm. which is a video game that... It, had you played this before? I had not. No, I did not play this game. Interesting. Okay, I, I think I had. I th- and this may have been a rental or something like that for me. It was rated M for mature. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was, I was, I was a little sheltered boy, so I was not allowed to play this one. I mean, it is pretty violent. This game is violent in a very Disney way, which is it's, weird. Yeah, it's strange. We can well, yeah. let's let's get into it. Um, <laughs> let's get, let's let me, get into it. Let me hit you with some hot stats about this game, David. Hot stats. Hot stats. So Mark of Cree came out July 29th, 2002 in North America. Hmm. I, I, for whatever reason, thought of this as a launch title for the PlayStation 2, but it wasn't. It, I think the PS2 came out in like 2000 in North America. So yeah, a little bit a after. after it was published by uh, Sony Computer Entertainment America or Entertainment America. Did I say that right? I didn't realize it was a first party game. Published first party. It was developed by this company called San Diego Studio, which mostly makes MLB the show, like then and now. That is the sure. vast majority of the games that they have made. Okay. But uh, they also did Mark of Cree. I do have a review of Mark of Cree uh, by the outlet, The Adrenaline Vault. Newcomers huh. haven't, haven't heard from these folks before. I have taken their review. And I have run it through Google Translate a number of times from one language into another uh, to mangle it up real nice. And uh, then we can, you know, read read for you the, the destruction that we have wrought on this review. Uh, so, so with that, I'll, I'll read you what they had to say. Mm-hmm. The Creed version is really fun and one of the best bronze games I've seen on the PS2. Clever gameplay and beautiful design can create an evil feeling that can only be described as Metal Gear Solid goes wild. Konami games focus more on story and character development, so the comparison is unfair. But in time, it has a unique interface and a huge menu. Punches is well fought where you can immediately fight enemies, which is immediately very difficult in this immediate game. With a good story, good sound, good graphics, this good game is perfect for fans of Creed. Whoa, so it's a good game. (laughs) Nine out of ten is what they gave this one. It's perfect for fans of Creed? Creed, yeah. Like Scott Stapp Creed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just found out <laughs> news today. Just um, found out the mark of Creed <laughs> is a pretty good game for you and me. <laughs> I think I, like, I probably would have had to have bought this game if Creed <laughs> sang a commercial for it. I like fucking video games. <laughs> And playing them so right. <laughs> words, okay, let's hear the let's hear the chorus now, Chase. That was it. Yeah, that was it. That was arms wide open. That's good. That's good. That's good. Whoa. What is this game, David? I'm still reeling from that that review. <laughs> Metal Gear Solid Gone Wild. Goes wild. Yeah. Goes wild. Oh, I'm sorry. You spent a little bit too much time on Reddit, David. I spent a little too much time on Reddit. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, whoa, what is happening there? You don't say. Solid Snake <laughs> Solid Snake is now a double entendre. Yes, and please and thank you. Please, please and thank you. What is this video game? This video game is a third person, Persian, third mm-hmm. person, action adventure, hack and slash, 
game mm-hmm. based on a Polynesian backdrop. Yep. Right. Yeah. It's violent. It's kind of like uh, it, it has a feeling of like a Jack and Daxter type game with just like how the character models work, but then people get their yeah. heads cut off. It's bizarre. The, the it's contrast. A strange, of it's those a strange two game, things. but it's, yeah. it's an interesting mixture of of cartoony and violent. But you play as this warrior who is uh, very much like a bloodlusting warrior man who just wants to go out and make a name for himself and adventure and kill people and then gets caught up in this big uh, mystical adventure as a result of it all. I and that's kind of liked, the thrust of the game. I liked that the conceit was like, this dude wants to fight so bad. He just wants to go out there and kick ass. <laughs> oh, he's just like, I don't want to like mop floors and do stuff. I've been, tr- I've been learning the way of the sword since I was a child. I must go out and fight. Fight, dude. I need to fight. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's very, very strange in how it's like, yeah, he just wanted to kill people. He just wanted to go out there and fuck some people up. And that's what he did. It was bizarre to... The, it's the a very 2000s game. game. Very 2000s yeah. game. Yeah, they're like, and this man know. was a big, strong man, and he wanted to go kill some people, so he did, and it was cool. You know, violence. You know how that works. <laughs> you know, violence. It's fine. Yeah, I, I, I think that pretty much does it. It's a bizarre game. It, it's strange, but it comes together in a interesting way. I would say. Yeah, it's it's weird. I think like some of it works and some of it doesn't, but obviously we're singing its praises. So I think the combat is pretty novel. Like they, they don't allow you to control the camera with the right analog stick. No, you use the right analog stick to focus on enemies. Yeah. To like paint targets essentially of like, okay, I'm focusing on these dudes and it'll essentially put up like a little button prompt above their head. It'll put circle, square, or X above their head. And so you can, if you want to hit one of those dudes, you, you punch that and then you kind of go after whoever has that icon above their head. It's kind of like Batman Arkham Asylum-esque. Yeah, but no, instead that's, of, that's a great comparison. Instead of pointing in the direction of the enemy you want to hit, you just press the button of the enemy yeah. you want to hit. And that's that's the way it works. Yeah, which like it feels clunky at first. And I, I, like to me, a lot of this just feels like you can almost see a sticker in the bottom hand of the bottom right hand corner of this game at all times being like, is the DualShock PlayStation 2 controller, dude? Like... They they really want you, you to have like, two analog sticks. <laughs> yeah, like they're they're uh, experimenting with the fact that there is two sticks. This was very much still in the experimental phase of the two sticks, along with a uh, Rise to Honor featuring Jet <laughs> oh Lee. We will inevitably talk about that game at some point. We have to play that game eventually. I think so. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> Chase is not going to have a fun time playing that game, <laughs> judged by how much he was touching his face while saying that. I don't know why my eyes got really itchy when I thought about Jet Lee's Rise to Honor. <laughs> It's novel, like the 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 way that the combat works. It's it's something that like you don't. It's, it's not done like this anymore, um, because I think no. the the jury is no longer out on how to control a third person action game. FromSoft cracked it. Yeah, I think so. Right, like, and uh, bizarrely enough, I'm sort of glad that like the FromSoft games exist because I can describe this game as kind of FromSofty at points. Mm-hmm. Like, you take a long time to hit people. I, I think mm. at the time I might have called that clunky, but I don't think it is. I think it's just like you really have to like be conscious of how you're moving around people. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is like cool. That's not a bad thing at all. And I, and I think they do it in a way where like you're encouraged through the game to be like, you should use your bird to go like make sure that there's not like a hundred dudes around the corner. Yeah. Which is effective because the moment you're overwhelmed with dudes, it usually breaks bad for you. And it's so not you, a good time. 
no, you're, you're sort of encouraged to be like, you should take them on fewer at a time. Cause one-on-one there's like, these guys cannot beat you. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. I, I think that that's like a fun concept and one that does sort of mirror how tough it can be to like f- engage with somebody in combat in real life, you know, like oh, yeah. one-on-one it's a lot more even playing field versus like, if there's just three of them, that's no good for you, you know? Yeah. You're going to have a bad time. I agree. It's, it's almost like a hunting game in a way you're hunting people, mm-hmm. the most dangerous game. <laughs> yeah. Cause you're trying to, you know, plan out your route by using the bird, mm-hmm. doing as much stealth combat as you can. And it, it, it definitely becomes that the weapons become kind of like your last ditch resort. If, if things break bad, as you said. Yeah. It's much more beneficial for you to do things stealthy or ranged with the bow, which I enjoyed the bow actually in this game. The bow I thought felt pretty, pretty nice. Yeah. yeah. For a game this old, I would say. But yeah, the, the combat is very interesting. I, I you, If you play it like a just button masher, you're going to have a bad time. Yeah. You, know, you really have to think about where am I? What what animations are the, the enemies doing? Right. Mm-hmm. Do I need to be blocking right now? Do I, am I in a bad position? Are there too many people around me? You you have to think about that kind of stuff to fight effectively. And once you get that down, it can actually make some pretty cool cinematic moments mm-hmm. with the fights, which is pretty fun. And that they're kind of starting to unlock that in this very early game, right? Of these 3D action yeah. adventure games. Which like, you don't always get that in games. Like a lot of the time you do kind of have to just focus on one person and fight that one person. But it is cool when you're kind of surrounded by people in this game and you're fighting one in front of you. And then you notice like, oh, there's somebody right behind me that I should probably hack at for a second. Mm-hmm. And because like contextually they're behind you and you hit attack, like Cree, whatever the dude's name is. I don't think it's actually Cree. Rao. Rao. Yeah. Whenever he like attacks, he kind of like takes his sword and thrusts it behind him while he's still looking in front of him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you get the, like a lot of cool animation that isn't like typical of a, a game like this. They do a lot of animation in this game. It, the game is very animated with the character yeah. models, I would say. Sometimes maybe a little over animated, <laughs> I might say. I might also say, um, like mm-hmm. with the traversal and stuff like that. But it is, it does add to the. I don't know the, the feeling of life in the game, the liveliness of the characters, especially, and it, it, it felt like I, like I I think I said earlier like Naughty Dog esque with mm-hmm. how the characters are animated and they're very bouncy and kind of round and full and lively. So I did enjoy that. Yeah, yeah. So the the art team was it consisted mostly of two D animators, and so like I think you can see that in the game. Like there's definitely a sure. high emphasis on like let's make this look pretty good as far as animation goes like you know i I feel like it's pretty easy to make a game just like a dude is holding a sword and then you hit a button and it's right in front of him attacking someone rather than like you know throwing the sword up catching it hitting someone and then just like stabbing behind you sure which is all just based around like who is around you Mm -hmm. i think that part of it's like definitely the the thing that stood out to me the most like a lot of this was like yeah it's playstation 2 game but like the the way that the fights played out were kind of like the thing in this game for me yeah like for the time that it was released very cinematic and different right yeah games were not really doing this no not at at all all. and it makes sense that they take the time to kind of show it off because it's like whoa look how much time we put into all these (laughs) animations for each attack it's pretty Mm -hmm. cool it is and like even still i think there is some stuff that's like yeah that's that's like you know some other games have definitely done that and like i think the you're correct to bring up the arkham games Mm because like 
a similar thing happens, right? You're surrounded by guys and Batman is, has to fight them all. Yeah. And like, that's similar. It's, it's, you're not quite the same death ballerina in this one though, as you are in Arkham. No. Yeah. The, the danger is much more urgent in this one yeah. rather than Batman just like punching every dude <laughs> in the circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's, uh, I, I like mostly had a good time with this game. I think, you know, some of it feels outdated and like there's parts of it that I kind of had to like put on hold, especially after playing so much kingdom hearts where like the combat's like pretty fun for a button masher. Yeah. Like it, it, it didn't feel like a step backwards. It was definitely a step like diagonally mm. where like, this is different than a button masher. And some of it is good. I have to pay attention more than I am in kingdom hearts, but like, yeah, there was, there was clearly something novel going on, which is cool. I, I liked that a lot. I agree. And I did like the Polynesian backdrop to the game. I want yeah. more games set in Polynesia. I think that could be fun. Yeah. I, I'd be interested because I'm definitely not the dude to know about this. I'd be interested to see like they do enough research here, <laughs> you know, like for this one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say probably doubtful, but probably doubtful. It's still, still good to see some representation. Yeah. Yeah. I like, it's not that I think the, the flat development of like, this guy's a badass and he wants to kill people. It's like, mm-hmm. I, I could use a little bit more, please. Yeah. But yeah, like there, there really aren't a lot of like Polynesian characters in games or settings. Mm-hmm. Like why, why not? Just make a Moana game. There's gotta be a Moana game. Is there not a Moana game? There probably is. Moana is it any good? Is it well, the Dark Souls of Moana games? Well, we do have Disney, uh, Disney's Moana Mobile. Moana Island Life is the name of the game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There is Moana Rhythm Run. It appears to be a rhythm game. I'm a little bit surprised that there's not more Moana games, David. They chickened out. The cowards they chickened out. out for all you Moana fans out there. Wow, that was a that was a good pull, David. I in no world could I have pulled that character's name. Uh, yeah, Mallory's nieces are big on Moana, so ah, uh-huh, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I cannot, I cannot claim this as a true victory. <laughs> The the game is pretty simple, Mark of Cree. I will say, like in when I was trying to think about stuff to say about it, I feel like there's only a couple things because like the game is not that complicated. No, I mean it's pretty it's pretty on rails. There's pretty much one way to get through each level. There's maybe like yeah. one or two items, secret items you can get in a certain <laughs> level, but they're not that secret. Yeah, right or hard to get to. It's not. You just not take a bad like thing. the other path. Yeah, ex- exactly. You're like oh, yeah. instead of going right, I go left. But I, once again, I don't think that's a bad thing. No, I think no. that games nowadays run the risk of becoming too complicated mm-hmm. or having too many different paths to to follow. So having it be simple is kind of nice sometimes. But but yeah, the the level design is is simple. It just yeah. wants you to focus on the the cinematic action and you know some of the story. I, I did kind of enjoy the story. The silly kind of uh, yeah, it was fantastic. Basic. There's six terrible things you have to go and find <laughs> in six different parts of the world, kind of shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I had a good time too. It was it was fun. It was I think a game that probably was more groundbreaking when it came out because mm-hmm. it seems that the emphasis is placed on the animation and like the style of the game. Yeah, more than the actual you know content. But the content's not bad. It's just mm-hmm. not where it shines. Where it shines seems to be the the, the it trying to be a very cinematic fighting experience and different fighting experience than really was available at the time i'm with you the how long to beat said this game is about like seven hours long which like i appreciate man just like do what you need to do and get out of there you know absolutely there's no, there's no reason this game needs to be like a 30 to 40 hour experience no not at all <laughs> i i appreciate that they're like ah we we kind of got it like we, we know what we need to do here mm-hmm. absolutely. and you know what they they went on to make so many mlb the shows about it <laughs> So is this game related to Rise of the Kasai? 
It is. It's a pre or Rise of Kasai is a sequel to this game. Gotcha. Okay, that's what I thought. Similar. Although I don't I don't know that I played that one. Did you play this one when you were younger? I did. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. I like the only thing I remembered was that the combat was interesting. But that's like it. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. Fun good good video game. I enjoy this one. Yeah, this is probably, probably one of the better reviewed games we've done on good games. Mm-hmm. up until this point yeah i think the the good games qualification is kind of just the fact that it's like old and doesn't feel like if you're comparing this against a modern 3x game like this against like god of war ragnarok's combat i'm like well there's definitely a, a there's, superior there's, there. there's a difference there yes mm-hmm. yes immaculate um, combat versus eh, kind of it's not, clunky, not bad yeah like not bad fun. but not there you know yeah anyway good game mark of great good game So, if you want to contact us, uh-huh. if you want to check out things we've done before, uh-huh. if you want to leave us suggestions for games to do in the Dude. future on this podcast, where do I go? You can go to www.pontimism.com. <laughs> nice. With your parents' permission, of course. And and do any of those things there. We have links to our social medias. We have uh-huh. a suggestion box to leave us suggestions for future games. You can search our past episodes for games we have done. Yeah. Uh, it's really a one-stop shop for all your <laughs> Pontimism wants or needs. So come on by to the pod house. That's what I'm calling it now, apparently. Wow. Yeah, that's fun. I like the pod house. That's good. Pod house. But yeah, go go to the website if you want to do any of that stuff. Also, this is our mandatory scout out of the week. Thank you, Scout Wilkinson, for the beautiful podcast art. Thank you. Uh, You can go and check out her page on the internet at co-fi.com slash humble goat her commissions may or may not be open but it's always worth a look because she is quite talented so it's true give it a go if you really want to help us out the podcast that is you can leave us a review on whatever podcast app you use mm-hmm. give us a follow whatever it is we really appreciate any reviews or follows we get it really means a lot to us and you know you can also spread the good word of optimism as well to your friends uh yeah. Word of mouth is probably the best way that we uh, grow. So just, you know, become become an apostle of the podcast and just let others know. It's really great. Uh, and if yeah. they don't like it, that's fine. That's great, too. That's uh, okay. And if you don't want to, that's also great. That's fine. That's as well. also okay. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and at the very least, uh, thank you, listener, for spending your time with us. It yeah. is crazy that people actually listen to us and take time out of their day to hear what we think about video games <laughs> it's still pretty surprising every time that like i see an analytic of somebody listening i'm like wow okay still huh it, it really is and you know i got <laughs> we we got a recent recommendation for a game on our website that was specifically calling my game of the year list out being like based off of your game of the year list i think <laughs> oh, yeah. you would like this game david <laughs> which was crazy to me <laughs> Uh, Hill had suggested Minute to you, which is mm-hmm. a good game. Yeah, they they had said that the based on David's game of the year, that it would be a pretty good one for you. So that is wild. That's crazy. I love that. That's crazy. It's so much fun. So yeah, <laughs> thank, thank you. you. I will definitely be playing that game. It's great. That's good. We'll talk about it on here. It's gonna be good. Um, that being said, Chase, do you have any video game wisdom for the week? Yeah, I do. If you've ever listened to Creed, I've got a really good game for you. <laughs> if you know, I take that back. If you've ever loved 
Creed. I've Ooh. got a good game for you. I think I did kind of love Creed for, for a hot second there in the 2000s. This is like the third outro that we've done where we've come back hat in hand apologizing to Creed, David. <laughs> we've done this not mo- not less than uh, twice. Apologizing to Creed? What are we apologizing for? I uh, Maybe not you, but at least me. I, there was a lot of heat on Creed for a little while there. We were very harsh on Creed. Not on the podcast, but just like as a people. You mean like butt rock? Is that what you're talking about oh as a people as a society as a we were hard on people. creed we were we were pretty tough on creed and like their music mm. is goofy and silly but like there's i think we have all come to realize there's worse things in this world <laughs> than that <laughs> 2020 happened and we're just like it could be a lot worse everybody creed uh, what if was I, not the worst thing that could happen to this society like maybe with arms wide open ain't so bad it's goofy don't get me wrong there's some laughter that comes out of me when I hear it, but like mm-hmm. it doesn't not bang. Is with arms wide open? Is that the is that the music video where he is full on Jesus posing with the with the <laughs> wind in his hair? Is that the one? It might be. Hold me now. God, that that song. That song I will say is pretty. That song slaps. I will say it. Yeah, I'm a Creed apologist through and through. They are <laughs> they are my butt rock Christian Christian butt rock guilty pleasure. Truly. Oh no, yeah, you're you're definitely talking about one last breath, which he's That's the one. He's which on a cliff. Now, yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's on the cliff and he's just <laughs> in a black button up shirt, man. God. <laughs> yes. Yes. For some reason that is seared in my memory. Those those like early two thousands music videos were something else, man. They really were just like we have so much fucking so many ideas for CGI. Yeah. It was it was the equivalent of Jet Li's rise to honor with for music videos. Pretty <laughs> much that whole entire decade. It's just yeah. like people figuring it the fuck out. Cause it's just like it it went beyond a novelty of like, hey, look at this funny thing we do, to like, oh, we can actually make something here. Also thinking about you, Evanescence. Anyway. I just teleported yeah, Chase somewhere. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm transported. <laughs> I'm also half watching one last breaths music video right now. I feel like I feel like that music video is going to be good. Him falling on the cliff is like really a visual that is is kind of a lot. 2000s were all about falling off cliffs. Kratos, Scott True. Stapp. I think it in really... Evanes- I think in Evanescence they're they're falling off a, a building in that one, aren't they? I think you're right. Uh, your 2000s, you're totally the decade right. of, of free look falls. How, look at how Kratosy this is. It's very Kratosy. <laughs> it's can can we get a a side by side here? We get okay, some Kratos on. in here real quick. <laughs> yeah. And just his his deadpan face as he's doing this is pretty funny. Yeah. There's got to be a, a a video where there is Kratos falling to One Last Breath by Creed. <laughs> yeah, I don't I I don't know if that's on YouTube, David. I think that it's might got be to exist. Buried. It exists in my heart already. <laughs> it's it might be buried in like 2003 internet. I don't know if it's actually there anymore. Here it is. <laughs> oh Seriously. wow i've also found it i have such bad news about this video david what is it it was uploaded one month ago <laughs> that is weird that is <laughs> there, very strange there is one comment on it conan 316 i see you that's the person who uploaded it actually <laughs> oh commented on his own video big power move anyway we'll see we'll see you next week gamers for the next (laughs) for the next edition of we're sorry for being mean to creed in the 2010s beautiful bye bye